The following podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the host and of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any entity that the host and or guest have, are, or will be affiliated with. Any content provided by the hosts or any of the guests are their opinion. Literature discretion is advised. Hey, hello everyone. Adam from the editing booth here. Uh, just a quick aside before uh, we get to our podcast. Um, uh, just we in our podcast, uh, we used a uh, offensive term for the uh, Roma or Romani people. Um, we did not do this out of malice, just simply ignorance. Um, I've removed every instance of the term um, in this podcast, uh, and I'm just coming before you to uh, apologize on behalf of uh, myself and of my guests. Um, we uh, sincerely, sincerely apologize for any, um, for even, you know, if for not doing our research into you know, what terms we could use and um, for using the term in general, uh, even not knowing about it. Ignorance is not an excuse in this case. Um, I would, I completely understand if you uh, decide to skip this episode um, just out of that simple fact and I uh, respect um, your decision to do so. Um, You can check out our next episode, which is uh, much more, um, well, I'll, I'll say uh, it's, it's better than this one. Um, so, again, on behalf of myself and my guests, I apologize. Um, and so, uh, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to Throwing Tomatoes, the podcast where we take a random dive through film history. Except for, for the this month, we're not throwing tomatoes, we are now... Throwing pumpkins! <laughs> Yay. Because it's the spooky season. Spooky. Happy spooky. And I'm joined by some very special guests here. I'm, of course, your host, Adam, a.k.a. Some Dumb Ninja. The, host, the, uh, the guest you already know is uh, John, a.k.a. Beetlesaurus. What's up? And we are two new people. First, we have the lovely... Flower, aka Rachel. Hello. And we have Cake, aka Caleb. Hello. How's everybody doing today? Doing good, doing good. So far, so good. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready too. To see this movie. Oh yeah, because we actually have a good movie. Yeah. Uh, the randomizer picked The Wolfman, the 1941 classic Universal monster movie, starring Lon Chaney. The Lon, Man of a Thousand yeah, Faces. Yeah, Lon Chaney Jr. Jr. Does, uh, it's Lon Chaney Jr. is his son. Yeah. But does anybody have any, uh, has seen this movie before? Nope. I have not I seen this one. Not. I've seen sequels. I have not seen any. Not even the sequels. Oh, okay. Um, this, this will be a first because I've actually seen this movie. It's usually everyone's seen it except me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch a lot of movies. That's why I have this podcast. <laughs> right. Expand your repertoire. This is my excuse. Um, you'll, you'll have me beat in movies. I don't watch movies. 
Hey, <laughs> I've watched at least four more than you, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Well, five, technically. Further than me. That's right. Um, but from what I recall, it's been a while since I've actually seen this movie. It's pretty good. Um, it's a very breezy 70 minutes. Yeah. Which... Piece of cake. Oh. Chunk change. <laughs> Chunk That's, change. Absolutely. much shorter than most of the movies we've watched on this podcast. Oh, absolutely. With... What was it? Superman Returns being the longest so far, right? With two, two and, and a half, half hours. hours. That was ridiculous. And probably won't be beaten until we reach like Lord of the Rings or something like <laughs> oh, that. God. Yeah, if we roll Lord of the Rings, I'm. Can I? It's gonna be a long day. For that. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> if if you're back on and uh, you roll Lord of the Rings, then yeah, sure. Rolling Lord of the Rings. That's the goal now. <laughs> it's a new life goal acquired. Exactly. With that luck, we'll get something really bad. <laughs> yeah. So up with Superman Returns again. Oh God! <laughs> is that even an option? No, I think nope. it, it gets taken off the list. It gets taken off the list. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, we haven't re-rolled a duplicate year yet, which is that would be impressive if we had. I know, right? All the options. There's so many years of it. Um, so, is anybody? You said you saw the sequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were weak. Um, <laughs> Go on. I, I feel like. It's one of those classic cases of the sequel is never as good as the original. Um, And they try too hard to find a story that was never needed or was never there in the first place. Um, Mm -hmm. But they also came out... If I remember, the second one was only a few years after this one. And I never saw this one. I came across the second one one day just while, like... I think it was free on YouTube at the time. That, you know, that sounds about right. I think all the Universal Monster movies, like one Halloween, they like streamed them for free right. or something. And oh, they have I that think channel I that you happened can watch to watch it. And I was like, the man, classics. this sucks. <laughs> but it, I mean, it, it also kind of sucked in the same way that Evil Dead sucks, where it's a classic movie and it's gonna be bad, but you actually enjoy it. I mean, at least the Evil, the Evil Dead was like 40 years after this. Yeah. So at least... Hopefully there was progress. <laughs> I think I would. You'd like I to think so, wouldn't you? And also, the Evil Dead had way, way less budget than this did. Surprisingly, yeah. I've not seen that either. Mm. It's a good. One. It's a They even made a TV show of it. Ash vs. the Evil Dead. And I loved it. It was actually. pretty good. It Bruce was, Campbell's a great actor. It was stupid and awful and fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, but but that's just the Evil Dead series. Yeah, that's the Evil Dead. Uh. So, also, Lon Chaney Jr., this is actually his uh, most iconic role, believe it or not. And according to Amazon Prime, rated very highly. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't mean mean shit. Pretty much any any movie that I've put on this podcast, and even on the podcast list, have had four or five stars. Yeah, which is absolutely... Horseshit, considering got some four of the movies we've watched. Yes, it did. It absolutely had four or five stars. And so did Hercules. Oh, and, no, oh boy. Not the Disney one. Not the good one. Oh, not, uh, yeah, I wasn't thinking it was. I uh, So, so f- so far, Hercules still has the the crown of the worst movie we've, yes. we've seen. Superman, and that includes... Superman's fighting for first, though. And that includes our last episode... Uh, well, our previous episode... Um, in order as you guys are viewing this that movie was just boring it wasn't as bad as hercules hercules was just trash yeah um so i 
the question is, will the Wolfman beat out, what did we say, Little Big League's the best movie we see? Little Big League is the best Or uh, so A Special far. Day. I think they're kind um, of like up there. Yeah. And, and it's hard to, and I, I always hate when people say apples to oranges, but it's kind of hard to compare because they are so different. The two movies, one of them is a, a family sports movie comedy. The other one is a very dramatic, it's a very interesting yeah. romance. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's they both are fantastic movies. Fantastic movies, but I might say that a special day or whatever it was beats out Little Big League I, because yeah. of the directing alone. The camera work was just yeah. phenomenal. But either way, either way, we will see. And uh, when we return, we will have seen the 1941 classic, The Wolfman, right here on Throwing Pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we just watched the uh, 1941 classic, The Wolfman. I was, that was a good movie. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. 70 minutes of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was pretty good. With a, a very, you know, like, solid ending. Like Yes, it was mm-hmm. definitive. They yes. didn't leave it open, and yet there are more. <laughs> yeah, yet there are sequels. It was popular, unfortunately. That's, uh, that's, the, that's ta- the curse. The tale is old as time in Hollywood. If it, <laughs> yeah. if it makes any money, then well, there's got to be a sequel. Yep, absolutely. And it'll never be as successful. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, so... Uh, let's start at the beginning here. It's, uh, of course, since it's 1941, it's black and white. But, man, does it look good for... For 1941, compared to movies that came out even later than that, it was fantastic. Even some recent movies. Yes, even some I recent mean, movies. The oh, the directing yeah. and the camera work were fantastic. I don't think it even needed color. Like, I think it, no. it just made it more... Um, almost... Darkening and intriguing. Yeah. I was about to say it, it had the, dark the, the classic charm. It. Yeah, that made it more enjoyable. Actually, I think if it were in color, it'd be less. Yeah. Less enjoyable. Yeah, and kind of it, it's a classic example of like less is more. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you don't you don't really see the werewolf a lot. No, you see the twice, the right? titular wolfman. Yeah, maybe three times. Maybe. Maybe three times, like the first time he changed. The, the second time where he gets caught on in the trap, trap and, and then, then the third, third time, time when he dies. The final one. Yeah. Um, Spoiler, he dies. Spoiler. <laughs> We're jumping the gun, of course. Um, so, we, our main character is uh, Larry Talbert, played by Lon Chaney Jr. And he's coming back. Um... They didn't really say where he was. He left home because he was the youngest and didn't yeah. want the responsibility. Didn't want to take on the title. He he wasn't going to. His brother was going to, and his brother died in a hunting accident. Uh, he yes. was away for 18 years. And so he came back because it was now his responsibility. Yeah, and honestly, like that kind of threw me off. Usually I'm really good at guessing plots, but when, when they said that his brother died in a hunting accident, I was like, I, I thought his brother was going to be a werewolf. going to be werewolf, and that's what I was thinking. But no, he was... Dead. <laughs> yep, he was just straight dead. That was it. No actor, no one. Yeah, they just had a they just had a painting that kind of looked like Lon Chaney Jr. Exactly like Lon Chaney Jr. I was Jr. like, oh, are you uh, twins? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's his dad. Nope. Yeah. No sir. And so he's coming to like, 
uh, to claim his birthright, I guess. Yeah, pretty I, much. It's his responsibility to take on the estate from his father. And this estate is very well known in the town that they live in, whatever this town is called. Pretty I don't much, think they really told I us. Think it, but, from what I gather, their family pretty much founded this town, I guess. Right, and, and, and they are the caretaker of the town, basically. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And it, it's almost like that, and it, you know, it's been in the family for generations upon generations, and it's... Judging by everybody's accents, everyone, because there's a lot of British accents, except for Larry, who sounds like an American. Right. So I think the implication is that he went overseas, like across mm-hmm. the pond. Maybe for school or For something. school and just maybe. He, picked up. Yeah. Because if you live in a place long enough, you'll pick the accent up. Right. Um, there's, there's a really funny thing about Americans who go to Britain, who live there for an extended period of time, kind of develop this almost faux Yes, the British accent, accent that Brits like to make fun of. But so he's he's sporting that American accent and he's coming back and, you know, he's reconnecting with his dad and they're saying, oh, you know, we had some some differences in the yeah, past. But you know. but they, they get past that very quickly through a gentleman's agreement. You know, they're they're like, let's put it behind and we'll move on together as a family. Yeah, it's like and all, it's, all that matters now is that. We stay I need, together. Yeah, we stay together, and I prepare you to be take over the estate. And it's a it's a good family dynamic too. The they part, they yeah. seem close. Yeah, pretty much it was settled in the first five minutes of the movie. By the time he made it to the telescope part, that was the end of the whole conversation. Right of of any differences in the past. Yeah. Side note: He's a peeper. <laughs> yeah, we we get to the telescope scene yes. soon after the movie starts and learn that Larry is a creep. Yes. Yes. Very creepy. He, he plots the beautiful Glenn. Who it works in the antique shop owned by her father across the street. That while he is testing the telescope that his father has to observe I the mean, stars. For real, he's testing the telescope, and then he starts people watching. Which yeah, is what, which you know, I mean, who, you know, who good, wouldn't? Good little bit of voyeurism. Like, who doesn't love it? But like, I'm sorry, you just peeped through that chick's window. Oh, I I wasn't saying who wouldn't, as in who wouldn't go peeping through window. I meant like. Oh, You've yeah. got a telescope, you people watch. I mean, you yeah, just yeah, kind of, you know, watch you, you people know, go about their check day. Check out Main Street. Like, he pans that up, part and there's a girl creepy. in the window, and he's like, oh, hello. But the creepiest part, creepy. yeah, the creepiest part is when he actually went over there. Right, he approaches this woman <laughs> with information he gained by peeping. Yes. And, and just, then literally told her outright, hey, I know you have these earrings. But then instead of just going ahead and saying, yeah, I was peeping, he was like, I'm a psychic. I'm a psychic. I know I everything about exactly it. Exactly what, what you're doing with your life. <laughs> and your blue eyes. He and made for me some reason, she's into this. Yeah, that was that made me uncomfortable. Oh, like, absolutely. She she plays like she's not into it, but she's clearly playing a game with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But And side note again, she's, she's already engaged. engaged. I'm, like, I'm just like, girl, you're engaged. What are you doing? Back up. Like, and it's almost like she's... She doesn't want to lead him on, but also wants to at the same right. time. Because she, she plays this little cat and mouse. Like, she says she can't go out with him, but, but still dressed appears, up dressed up at the exact time that he said he'd be there when she was like, no, no, I can't. This all could have been avoided if, if she just put her foot no. down. <laughs> be yeah. strong out there. <laughs> like, she, she legitimately, actually, now that you mention that, was the cause for the plot of this movie. Pretty yeah. much. If she, had, if she had kept her head down and not, and just stuck with her guns. Right. Instead, it's, it, 
instead of she did say no, but she also she with her actions. Up. Yeah. Yeah. If she hadn't have showed up, he would have just been like, "Oh shit, guess I'm going home." Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, damn, she oh, really man. meant it. Right. And that would have been the end. Roll Not credits great. in ten this, minutes. This brings up the the no means no kind of thing, obviously. Oh, yes. right. He he did not take no as an answer and kept. He would chuckle and be like, "All right, I'll see you at 8. I'm like, and "Damn, she'd Larry!" Be like, she'd be like, "No, I told you I can't." And then she shows up. And the obvious next step is you just descend into lycanthropy and die. Right. 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 So yeah. no means no, everybody. Yeah. No <laughs> exactly. means no, or you'll become a werewolf and get murdered. So then they Jeez. go to the. Yeah, there's a camp in town. Yeah. She gets her future red first. She wants to get married. You know, like every young woman in the 40s. This and is so, the friend that went along with them. Yes. Yeah. Not the there was, they were going to go on a date, the Larry and Gwen, and Gwen invites her friend Jenny. Because this guy's a creep. Right. Which, yeah. Which Honestly, was probably for the best. I wouldn't have gone out to the, the Romani camp anyway. Right. You know, with some strange guy who just showed up today. Right. And but, I'm also engaged. Like, But they go anyway, and Jenny, the friend, is just like, do you mind if I go get my palm red first? I want to know my future. And on the way there, they had picked some wolf's bane. There has been some teasing of the wolf man story up to this point. There's a cane that Larry buys that has... The symbol of the Wolfman on it, the pentagram, <laughs> which was no. which was told to the audience in a flipping of a dictionary and to a an zoom encyclopedia in. definition oh, of lycanthropy. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it pronounced like lycanthropy or is lycanthropy or lycanthropy? Okay, it's either. My yeah. entire life, I've said ly- lycanthropy. <laughs> it's either. It just depends on how you hear it or how you learn it. All right. I, I, I always heard lycanthropy. I've been too afraid to pronounce it, so I just say, I <laughs> just say, say turning man into a wolf. werewolf. Wolfman disease. Werewolf. <laughs> Zoomy boy. Yeah. That was a question I asked. That was, that was yeah. a question. Do werewolves get zoomies? And I, I love to imagine that they do. <laughs> I would imagine that to be a very funny situation. He's just in a field. Or a very dangerous situation. Or a very dangerous situation. Just in a field, running, running back and forth. So imagine, imagine your roommate turns into a werewolf, and you're like, "You want to go out? You want to go out? <laughs> you want to rip out some throats? <laughs> Not mine, preferably. It's okay. I've got this special necklace. How is it? Doesn't work. You want the skeleton? You want the skeleton? Go get him. Go get him. Go get him. Well, so they, so they, they go, go to the, the and the, the the girl's getting her palm read, and so. Larry and Gwen decide they're going to go take a little walk. And this a little flirtatious Gwen, walk through the woods. She says, hey, by the way, I'm engaged. Whoop, and he's whoop. like, oh, well. <laughs> and well. Um, wants to go in for a big smooch. And uh, this is about the time when uh, Jenny is told, leave, get out of here. Because <laughs> by, she uh, puts the wolfsbane on the table and the Jenny palm reader says, has a panic attack. and he sees the, the mark of the wolf on her palm. Because, Which is a pentagram. Yes. Mind you. It's in actually a movie. star with a circle. It didn't even look like a pentagram. It's not a real pentagram. It looks pentagram. like it's a, a star in a circle. Just like, you know, your basic shape star. And I, love, I love every time they show somebody's palm with it, they have like a flashlight with the, oh, uh, yeah, with, just the like a, with the image. Um, it didn't even stay still on the hand like it moved. It was. Yeah. It and didn't. this is where we discover that the palm reader is a werewolf. Played yes. by Bell Lugosi, by the way. Which is awesome. Yeah. Very unfair for like. 
Not even four five minutes. minutes. It was a pretty underrated role, honestly. It's really sad. But Brosif, I guess, chases after Jenny as a wolf. After and, uh, telling her to leave because he knows he's about to transform. Mm-hmm. Right. Which begs the question, why are you open for business tonight? <laughs> like, well, maybe you should be Why are you open at, at all at night if you turn into a werewolf at night? We never saw the full moon. I will point that out. That is the other thing. No, is there's no they never full said moon. anything about a full moon. It seems to be every night. Yeah, they just which said is way worse. A specific <laughs> time of the year is what they said. Yeah. yeah. So, so maybe it was just because. Fall. Yeah, maybe it was just During because the, it was that time the of the solstice year. or whatever. It was like by the light of the autumn moon. So. Yeah. Man, that sucks. Yeah, one I whole mean, season. Where instead you of can't. instead of being like your wolf period, where it's like right. once, a once, month, a month. once a month, once a month, you turn into a werewolf just for one whole month. It's three That's months. It every it's, night. It's three months three and months? every okay. night. Yeah, because imagine locking yourself in a basement for three months. I'll pass <laughs> every <this>. night. <laughs> I mean, it's bad uh, enough you would really ha- tired after that. <laughs> it's bad enough you would have to lock yourself in a basement once a month. Right. I mean... But, so... <laughs> Bella Lugosi's character as a wolf murders Jenny. And Larry finds the wolf murdering Jenny and beats it to death with his silver with cane stick. that he got earlier. And as he... A- after he beats him to death and runs away with Gwen in terror... uh like, or, oh, Wait, no, he, he got bitten first. Bit. He uh, was bit and... It, by the wolf, and he was like carried home by Gwen. Yeah, yeah, carried home by Gwen and a woman who we find out was the mother of this werewolf. Yeah. Um, and, and the werewolf yeah. turns back into a human overnight. Yeah. While Larry is healing from his wolf wound, <laughs> wolf which wound. only took 12 hours. Right. Max. If that. Hey, man, it was a long rest. <laughs> D&D joke. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get those out the way. Full health at a, after a long, long rest. rest, man. You know, and then he wakes up. He got his spell slots back. I mean, what can I say? Uh, discovers the body. Yep, and they're like, Jenny's been murdered, and uh, John's and favorite character shows up. My favorite character. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Twiddle. Twiddles. Twiddle. Twiddle dumb. He sounds like Smee Twiddle. from Peter Pan, guys. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Mr. Smee. He's like, it was a woof. <laughs> a woof. Got I'm a little squeamish. He's like, write that down, Twiddle. I can't, sir. I I'm, can't. I'm squeamish. I'm a little squeamish. <laughs> Don't be squeamish. Write what I told you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> be a man. <laughs> he was awesome. Twiddles, did you hear that? Of course. Otherwise, I'd be snuggled in bed. <laughs> I'd be safe and warm in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he talked, by the he way. We're very, not making jokes. Yeah, he was a very interesting character. We love him. I think that... It's what counted as uh, comic relief. In the I, I think yeah. that he really was supposed to be the uh, the comic relief, just the the funny one. Yeah, it's He's very minimal though. He only showed up twice, I think. Yeah, not enough twiddle. Yeah. Zero out of ten. <laughs> Zero out of twiddle. ten needs more twiddle. <laughs> needs more twiddle. <laughs> Six out of ten, too much water. <laughs> oh my god, IGN can suck it. Anyway, the <laughs> props to the fog machine guy, by the way. Yeah, he, yes, he did props a good to job the by entire not scene it. set crew yes. guys. The sets were gorgeous. Yeah, especially that attic. Holy shit. That, that attic was the gorgeous. The attic in the antique shop. I want that attic in my life. <laughs> For hey, real, that attic could be my house. And I don't remember much of the history of this production, but I'm pretty sure every single thing was on a soundstage at the Universal lot. Wow. So even the, That's they even made the town, if, That's if I'm impressive. remembering correctly. That is very impressive. 
the swamp especially was on a soundstage. They, they, they had knocked it out of the park. One of their oh, yeah. biggest stages, they just filled with trees and I had, was about to say and you can maybe, see some of the trees were yeah. handmade. Maybe because it was due to the fact that it was black and white, but everything looked super real. I feel yes. like if it was in a more colored light, you'd then be able to you'd tell able how to artificial tell super some of easy. it was. And that brings into also question like how well people were able to use black and white to their to their favor. Right. When making yeah. movies. Using Absolutely. using very clever tricks to yes. make things in black knowing that it was going to be in black and white using that to your advantage to make something look better. Just just the technique of this movie was very classy and mm-hmm. very well done. Like the rear projection when they're driving. Yeah. I mean, we're watching it in HD and... Right. You can definitely tell. You but, can tell, but back in the day, you probably... But it was, it was good. And it was well done. They also there used their black that and white. Like, like, like uh, screensavers for like a computer or a phone or anything. Yep. Like, yeah. It would have been Something perfect, you'd see like, scrolling through like a... On, on an image. Yeah, like on, like on Pinterest, Pinterest or yeah. something. Pinterest. I mean, they were just beautiful, like, still images even. And they used the black and white to their advantage to make it more dramatic as well. Yes. I mean, you've got the moment where he come, the wolfman like peeks out of the trees, and it's just, it's all black with his face lit up with the yeah. shadows Yeah, and even the, the face was harder to see. It was really, they, they made the eyes glow uh-huh. quite well. Yeah, and they... They also they really just used the medium to their advantage. Like they did. every single part of making a movie, they used it to tell the story, and it was just it's kind of like the thing that uh, Kubrick used to say, where like he wanted every frame to be a painting. Right. Yes. And it was like this was that style. Is you yeah. could take it any frame of this pretty movie. much any frame of this movie and put it up on your wall, and, and it would be art. It's amazing how little time or how little. They needed to put into it to, compared right. to movies nowadays, where you have two and a half hour movies daily. Right, and, and there, there was not a wasted minute. Yes, yeah, they. Movie. It was breezy. Everything. It every, was so minimalistic, but still like fantastic. It got its time. story out, and you were out of the theater in in an hour, hour and ten minutes. Hour and ten minutes. <laughs> I was yeah. Every every second of that seventy minutes was used perfectly. Perfect. There was no messing around. There was no exposition that was unnecessary none of that like we got in we got the lore we got the action we got the the yeah conclusion i mean it, and if it beginning, was middle and end that was and it. that's actually a, a key indicator of how of this golden age of cinema because if it, this movie was made any later especially like the 70s or even mm-hmm. today there'd be a lot more I hate to say padding, yeah. but yeah. yeah. I, yes. I, I, I was going to say, the. I bet that the 2010 remake of this movie, it's two hours long. It's oh, an hour and like. 20, or it's, it's 120 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And this is half that time. Yep. So and what probably tells the added. same story yep. better yeah. than that one would. Now granted, I haven't seen the remake. Right, I, I had love either. to now that I've seen the original. Yeah, just to even, just to compare. Just, that to, as a yeah. just to see. But... I, I would be willing to bet that there is a lot of unnecessary filler in that movie that this movie completely didn't even consider. Right. Um, there's a, and in these classic monster movies, there's always there's almost a checklist you have to you can go through. Um, not saying it's bad, but it's just like how they put it together. Yeah, how, right. how these were composed. Um, there's a formula. Yeah. And it's nothing bad with it. 
it works. You gotta have like this the graveyard set with all the fog. Right. Good yeah. lord. That was gorgeous. Oh yeah. And you guys were talking about other examples of fog in other movies and right. how it, how much different it was comparison. So there is a skill to it. You can't yeah, just you, slap you, fog in there and call right. it good. You right. can have too much fog and it, it becomes too much fog when it starts to muddle the scene and you can't mm-hmm. tell what you're looking at. They nailed it with that floor level fog mm-hmm. that just brushes over the set. Yeah, just and there barely. was there were some moments where they would step through it and into the scene, right? And you see them burst into the scene. Yeah, so the well done, so well, and it gave depth to the yeah. set. Yeah, they had a lot of good shots too, where it was like, so what you're paying attention is in the foreground, and then they pan over very slightly so that the what you're still paying attention to is in the foreground. But it's in it's in the rule of thirds, and you see the the hint of something coming I mean, through in coming the background. back. And there was also a lot of. I mean, they really, like, every single frame, they put care in, I'm not, I'm not saying they do it now, but they don't do this now, but you could really tell back in these days, if you half-assed a movie. Yeah. It, it showed. It showed. It showed. Well, that's, it is because there's so little there, so you're going to fixate on every little thing and notice right. because there's not much yeah, there. There's, there's nothing else to look at. Yeah. Right. And... The, I mean, kudos to whoever directed this. I don't know who it was, forget but they, who directed this. they fucking nailed it. It was out of the park. And like, I would go out of my way to watch this movie again. Oh, absolutely. Um, so kind of back into a little more of the plot other than this, us just gushing just, about right. this movie. I mean, we, we, could, it's, we could do this all day. Um, so I think you know where our boat's going. Right. right. <laughs> Before we even get there. Right. Uh, there was uh, really interesting double exposure shots as well. Mm-hmm. Those have always kind of tripped me out when it comes to older movies. They, I can't ever say they look fantastic. No, in most they don't instances. look good, but there's a charm to them. The, there is, and like, there is a there is a bad way to do them. That is true, and a good way to do them. I mean, there there are classic examples of movies that do it really badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you watch it and you're like, oh, come on, that was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. This one, it was. Well, I was expecting the type of transformation where it looks like everything's growing out of them. Yeah, it looks yeah. So weird because it's like stop motion growth. Right. And it, but this one just kind of transitions slowly into the, that dissolve so, transition. So how they did that actually is they had him in just in the normal movie makeup. Mm-hmm. And then they would have him, they would film him in just kind of normally. Right. And then they'd stop the camera, and then the makeup artist would go and do, do the makeup. tiny little details. Mm-hmm. And then they'd go back and do it again. And right. then they'd do tiny little details. And then they'd overlay them. Overlay the film. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, but, and all that effort for something that nowadays we're like, oh, eh. That's like, like, wow, that's CGI that yeah. takes yeah. 30 minutes. But yep. to think that that was a skill that... Like, oh, yeah. I mean, you you would, would go to college to learn that. For. Yeah, and it's and it was especially because in these days the film was highly flammable as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're making something that somebody, I mean, presumably would only see once. One time. Because going to the theater wasn't the big thing that yep. in the '40s like it was in the '50s. It's and it's it's not even close to how popular the theater is now. I right. Mean, we, right. People go see movies every week now. I mean, yep. there's subscriptions for that. Right, exactly, and what you would you would go to the cinema to see the news. You wouldn't right. go to, to the cinema to see. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's where... But you didn't uh, have a TV in every household. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. This is the 40s. Sometimes didn't even have a radio in every household. I figured newspapers were the main medium for that kind of thing, but... Well, right. occasionally, so like for war efforts, they would show. I did know that they'll do the, right. the so stuff like that, or yes, yeah, yeah. But it'd be the newspaper would be the more like the local more, or right. yeah. like the big national events, and mm-hmm. then if you wanted to learn anything international, you would you would go to the cinema and you would see the newsreel would be first, mm-hmm. then you would see Bugs Bunny cartoon or yep. some other kind of cartoon, and then you'd see the movie you were actually there for. And so where we have previews now, it yeah. would be the news. And funny, I would much rather have the news than the previews. <laughs> I've got to be honest. <laughs> and funny story, uh, they're called trailers because they used to show those at the end of the movie. After the ending credits, they show a bunch of trailers. And that's huh. why they're called trailers. Because they trail the movie. behind yeah. the movie. But then people started getting up and leaving and not right. watching the Yeah, they, they wouldn't watch the trailers, so they're like, okay, we'll put them first. Yeah. And it, it was a Screen Actors Guild thing for the longest time. That you had to put the credits at the beginning. Yep. And that's why George Lucas isn't actually in the Directors Guild. Um, because he had a fight with them and the Actors Guild. And they said, you can't... Um, you have to put credits at the beginning. Otherwise, it's non-union. Right. And he said, fine, I'll just do it non-union. And, and I, He's I, one of the few directors that's like that big name mm-hmm. that's non-union because... He was like, I want it to have the opening crawl. I don't want to have credits. Right. And I, I, it works for Star Wars, obviously, because there's that iconic opening crawl. But right. I um, was saying when we first started the movie, I love how they used to do the credits in these movies. Where yes. you get an image of the actor. They actually scene. introduce the actor right. to you. you. Know, it's not, you're not just listening for a name and being like, oh, okay, that's who that is. Mm-hmm. Right. I now know who that is. It's... I saw you in the opening credits. I know your character. I know who you are. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, we knew who the doctor was, and he didn't show up until 30 minutes into the movie, but we knew who he was as soon as he showed up because we saw him in the opening credits. Well, okay, yep. okay. Such and such is playing the doctor. And right. This is the it, dad. And, and we knew Bella Lugosi I can see, was like, be... in modern-day movies because some people love that reveal. Like, right. oh my gosh, it's that person. Right. But I like, didn't know that you were playing this yeah. person. Or yeah. like like a big reveal, somebody takes off a helmet, and you're like, "Holy crap! It's not a dude!" Or mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever. Yeah. So like, I can understand what kind of why it fell by the wayside, but you're absolutely right. It's a good way to introduce characters, especially when it's a short film. Like, right. you're not gonna take too much detail and time right. to right. to explain all the people and. And when Hollywood was so much smaller, I mean, the the cast of Hollywood mm-hmm. back then. I mean, you've got 100, 200 people tops. Yeah. That show up in movies. And mm-hmm. these are household names. Like Bella Lugosi. Yeah. And, and Lon Chaney Jr. became that name. He was... Right. I was saying while we were watching it, he, he played Frankenstein a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. He was in every single Wolfman sequel, yep. too. Um, he played Wolfman in Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, one yep. of the most classic monster mashes. And um, so, I mean, you, it... it you see them at the start of the movie, and you're like, hey, hey, that's the guy. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. kind of like... Um, I'm trying to think of like a modern. This there's something a modern example. I just can't. I just can't. It's not coming to me. But it's it's sort of like hearing nowadays. You hear oh uh, such and such is going to be in this show. Right. Like you know. like Samuel Jackson is going to be. Yeah. You know or whatever. And it, it actually the way that 
this movie started reminds me of like an episode of MASH or an episode of it Magnum. Or it's or very, episode... it's, it's very like old school or TV. Cool yes. Now that you mention it, I do feel that a lot because I never really watched too many, but MASH specifically, I yeah. do remember like that kind of. You know, you've scene. got the like they show a second of like of the guy turning and like laughing for a second and then it freezes there's the name and yep. you're like alright cool yeah. that's Hawkeye yeah. and you get that like kind of fun song right behind it too or right. something like something musical that you just relate forever yeah you do yeah and it, it gives you that good vibe feel oh yeah like, yeah and the nostalgia op- hits hard guys. absolutely and the the opening I, I, who cares we're talking about the <laughs> opening of this movie really set the tone of what to yes. expect because it's just kind of this slow mm-hmm. reveal of each of the actors over some kind of creepy. It was done like music. it would have been done on a stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the thing I kept noticing. Even the way like the character, like the actors were facing, or they would turn, or even when they were speaking, they always turned towards the camera, and it, it was, was almost like they were, they were. Yeah, I mean, it was very clearly a a shift that was still being learned how to do and. Hollywood versus the the great stage. Also, mm-hmm. right. good acting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Damn good acting. Like I I joked a, that uh, Lon Chaney Jr. is just really good at looking being distressed, his, being in distress and looking hysterical. But he nailed he, it. He really did have some extreme facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Well, even when he was being suave, like that, like that little lift of the eyebrow right, versus the smile when and... he's like getting super like upset and befuddled and you start seeing like that crease start to form or when he's like And getting... he plays the, the getting unhinged. He does that oh, really yeah. well. So good. Oh, he did do that really yeah. well, yes. Where he, he suddenly starts to be a bit pedantic and a little like frantic about everything he says or does. Or, yeah. I mean, they, they really good And acting. another yes. subtle thing is like the way he dresses himself slowly devolves yes. too, as his mental state does. Yeah. You, you see him in notice. less light colors and more, like you know, the ties start to get a less fun. I mean, the the first well, tie we see him in is a little more interesting to look at. Yeah, he's wearing kind of this it's this kind of like sport coat. He kind of has his tie, kind of loose, right, kind of youthful. And, and he's like he joking around, around, and he's opening his coat and talking to Gwen. Hands in the pockets. Hands in his pockets. But when he slowly devolves into manic, it's like all buttoned up, and he's wearing very, darker very colors. Very dark, very you know serious tone in his dress afterwards. And like he stops like combing his hair a lot, so mm-hmm. it's like all matted a and wild. Yes, yeah, so he looks disheveled. It's like it's a small God, thing that yeah. you wouldn't. You wouldn't pick out necessarily, but it definitely plays into how you view the character well, it's because it's, it's one of those things that humans pick up on. It's definitely something that is very different in films that you get from like the 40s or the 50s versus now in 2000. We, actors don't act the same anymore. No. So no. back then it was more of this art of every little thing you do You is tell your the story through the versus character. Versus now it's... Reading a script. It's reading a script. Right. And how well can you say that word or... Or um, that line. Redeliver that line. what because... the director wants you to do. This is very different in that it's... I mean, it's everything. You everything. know everything about this character by that's, just looking at it. That's why char- people who act now, the ones that can do that still. And, right. Um, and it's a small cast of people that can yeah, still do and, that. Yeah, those, those... Can really bring out a character... Absolutely. ...to its fullest... Yeah, it's it's still a very important skill that and not it's many actually have. I I was trying to think of an example of that, and I mean the the first one that came to mind, rest in peace, was Alan Rickman. Alan, Alan Rickman. Rickman, man. Oh my god, one. I don't want to cry. 
hell of an actor, but he got his start on a stage. He did. Rather yeah. than that's on the cinema. Like like you were pointing out, Ray, it's just like they're acting to the cheap seats. Right. I mean, they're doing it. I mean, they are doing they are. it in real time too. Like I really doubt. And then they to think about the fact that like like takes. you know like what you were saying with like. The fact they had to do overlay. So that means they're not just doing that scene like once. They're doing it like five times. So every time they're having to make the same choice, the the same same facial expression, everything. Because if you do that wrong, okay, we got to scrap the last one. Also, the Wolfman noises. I don't know if you guys paid attention to that. I liked them. They were interesting. They they weren't over the top, like snarling, growling, crazy shit. It It was like soft, husky groaning like or, or like yeah. breathing that was a little raspy or it would it would be how like a, a normal wolf encounter with a wolf would probably be it's not going to come at you and just start snarling, snarling for no reason roaring at you like if it was after you for some reason and be quiet it's actually it's, it's interesting if you if you watch a lot of movies nowadays that have wild animals that are making lots of noise or whatever a lot of times they are not using the sounds of actual animals yeah. Because a lot of actual predatory animals don't, don't make, make that kind sounds. of noise because that totally defeats the purpose of their hunting. Right. It's noises that we have to manufacture from other animals making noise and mashing it all together. And like the T Rex in Jurassic Park. Exactly. That's three or four different animals. Right, right. And and one of them's a whale. <laughs> it's just the it really adds to the believability of this movie mm-hmm. as well. Because they weren't trying to sell you that, oh, it's a movie, you can have a good time. They were trying to sell you that this is something, like like a stage. Like, right, this is a tragedy. On the stage, they don't act like, oh, you're going to f- forget about this in a couple of years. Right. You know, or, oh, you're going to be, you know, you can watch this later at home. No, it's, it's an experience. They treated this like, we're going to make you remember this. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, we're not doing our jobs. Right. Well, this is the traditional horror that I've always loved. Um, This is not today's horror, which relies way too heavily on sound and gore. And jump scares. And Mm -hmm. things like that. The cheap stuff. This is the real horror. I mean, this is stuff that people went to the movie theaters and then they would leave and be like, Oh my God! Something's gonna come out of the dark at me. Right. right. Or, or who do I know that could be a wolf man? Like, yeah. There's a lot of foreboding in this movie as well. Yeah. Uh, as quick as it is, it takes its time with things it needs to. Mm-hmm. There's a lot but of. But it does it without wasting time. As exactly. Well. It's, exactly. It is well placed suspense. There's a lot of moments where it's just like talking about like the mechanics of being a werewolf and mm-hmm. yes. you know. But through a natural progression yeah. as well. It's it's every, not... Every conversation felt natural as well, which mm-hmm. I really liked. Because, I mean, a lot of movies back then as well, the dialogue kind of... A little choppy, yeah. a little stilted. You know, it doesn't really sound like... Well, it doesn't sound like us talking here, right. like having a conversation. It sounds mm-hmm. like, I am talking to you, John. <laughs> right. You are over there. You know, kind of... And the, I will respond. Like, as such... <laughs> But that thing you were saying to me, John, it displeases me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it was very natural. And I think, at least from the movies I've seen during this time period, that's actually like a, a plus for this movie, even right. at the time, because a lot of at the time, it's just these... Over, over dramatic. Yeah, the, the very like... And it's the bad part of it transitioning from the stage to the screen. Right. Is a lot of... A lot of the scripts of plays 
Because you're called for dramaticism. Because you want to act to the cheap seats. Right. You you want you exaggerate things because they have to be able to see and experience the show mm-hmm. the same way that everybody in the front does. And a lot of times that gets not lost in translation. It is right there in translation, in your face, over dramatic, yes. big show. This wasn't that. It was it was very subtly acted right. in a very real way. This and, also playing into the fact that it felt like it was coming from a stage is it didn't end happy no no like there was a tragic a lot of a lot of stories nowadays are always kind of on a happy note we've got to have the happily ever after if if it ends badly there's going to be another movie right right like that that's what we expect now they do so many movies because there's going to be another one to fix this there's going to be another one to fix this there has to be a resolution of peace this didn't have that. Even in horror as well, there's like, oh, there's the assumption, oh, if it in, it's got to end happy, but also have that like fake out where it's like, oh, just, they're the not actually happy. There. The yeah. monster's still there. Like uh, the Mike Myers Halloween 20 years later. Yeah. yeah. Or H2O. As <laughs> it's, I mean, the, the one before it ended, you know, that little tease. Oh, you know, everything's yeah. good now. Or is it? Mm-hmm. And then 20 years later, here's Jamie Lee Curtis and Mike Myers again. Right. It's it's just, there's a lot of things watching this movie that you realize are lost from mm-hmm. Hollywood nowadays. Absolutely. But, and I don't necessarily think it's like a bad thing. That's, I agree. No, it's, it's just not a, a bad it's thing. It's a change. It's just different. It's it's not bad. It's not good. It's just a change in form. It's a different, it's a, it's a way different era. Yeah. And, you know, this was what people... I mean, it's, it's 41, so it's not quite during the war, but we're right. just just coming off of the Great Depression. So this is what people went to, to for escapism. Right, to, to that's forget why, about what was happening outside the theater at the time. That is why horror was so popular during this time, is because... This is scarier than what we're living. Yeah, right? and it's, well, it's fake scary. Yeah. yeah. The horrors of war really kind of killed... They were so real, I mean... Yeah. Obviously, because, I mean... And also, there was so much going on. You would need big emotions to be able to block the other big emotions, I would assume. You're feeling so much, you need to feel something bigger than that. Yeah, and have that 70 minutes where you're just in the theater, and you're following Larry as he's just Just having the worst few days of his life. life, Yeah. The the worst and last three days of his life. The, The things that... Because there's like the the werewolf tropes that everybody knows, where you you know you see the full moon, right. somebody uses a silver bullet, right. you know, uh, you sh- the pentagram. I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you show like, there's also the transformation scene. Yep. This didn't have a lot of those. Mm-mm. It had the transformation scene we it talked about. The silver it was bullet. a very minimal transformation scene. All you saw were his feet, really. Right, like, and then his face the one time. Well, the face was after the entire right. transition. It didn't have anything to do with the actual transition itself. Right. So, yeah. But I mean, like, the transforming back. That's yeah, the they, face they did do the back, transformation back the one time. But yeah, that, they they did the same, like, they used the same technique the for same that, pro- yeah. but they just reversed the film. True. So, and it still works really well. Yeah, and I even, mean, like you said, the silver bullet, they reference the silver bullet, but they don't use it as a key point in the film. Yeah, right. the they, silver they cane say, that was important. Right, the yeah. cane was the focus, because right. it was a cane topped in silver. And it became the weapon against the wolf more than once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like 
at the beginning, it was kind of like the, the Chekhov's gun of this movie, where mm-hmm. it's like, Larry uses the cane to kill Bail Lugosi's werewolf. Yep. And then Larry's dad kills kills Larry, Larry with the cane with the later. Cane. It was very interesting that his father was the one that ended up being... Because there were plenty of people that probably could have been the one that ended right. up ended up doing right. it. But it was interesting that they chose his father to be the one. It was more well, dramatic. I it was going to say, Larry kind of chose for it to be That's him. true. He did he choose. He handed it to him dead. and said, just in case. He said, please, take it. I need, need it just in case. to use this against me, mm-hmm. here you go. And ultimately, he did. Which, we kind of, you know, you kind of go into it knowing that. I yeah. mean, his dad's got the cane, obviously. Larry's yeah. going to break out of the restraints that he put him in, and he's going to have to kill a wolf man. The dad is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's this, there's a whole sequence, like the middle, like the second act of this movie, is them trying to rationally get it through their heads that a werewolf exists. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, they're going... to this point, they were joking about it. Like, yeah, they're, they're kind of teasing Larry about it. And the, the doctor, we can talk about the doctor character a little bit, it's very, very interesting in the year 2020 hearing people in the 1940s talk about mental illness. Yes, discussing yes. mental health and the ways to approach mental health. Because the dad, they both think Larry is mentally ill. They think... Potentially schizophrenic. Yes. Yeah, or he has multiple personalities. Right. Or that the trauma of... Because they assume that instead of Larry killing the werewolf, that... Uh, a actual wolf killed Jenny. Right. And that Larry in the dark bludgeoned Bail Lugosi's character to death. Right. Baylor. They, they think that Baylor and Larry went to go help Jenny after hearing her scream and that... Rather than beating a dog? Right. Beat the man. Yeah. In, in the confusion, the chaos, the scare, mm-hmm. that yeah. he killed this man. Yeah. And Which... they're trying to get to the bottom of whether that's true as well because we've got this police figure... Uh, that's Larry's old school friend. Um, right. But we've got him trying to get to the bottom of, well, maybe maybe Larry is a killer, maybe he's not. You know, I, I don't, haven't seen him in 20 years. They're so also under the assumption, like you were saying earlier, is that whatever did happen traumatized him so much that he's not dealing right. with things he's, properly. He's, he's not dis- himself associating. Right yeah, for real. And the dad is like, well, we need to keep him here. I need to keep him like in the house on the with grounds me. with me, so that he can. The dad's kind of like a buck up and get over it, right? Yes, kind of like he's the kind that would hear the baby crying in the in the cradle and be like, he "He's finds, doing it for attention. Leave him; he'll get over it." Right. And the doctor also was even like, you know, don't question him. Let him. Right. Be. Don't push this because it could push him further right. into his spiral. Mm-hmm. And the doctor was like, "Well, we need to take him away from the town." They wanted to check him into an asylum. Yeah, yeah. one of them yeah. did. I, I don't remember the, exactly. The police. Yeah, the, uh, police, the, officer. the police officer. Yeah, was like, well, the only place for people like that is for an asylum, and yeah, you know which, that's the only safe place we have for them. Yeah, which is a whole other thing. A whole other yeah. can of freaking worms. I don't know, man. I don't want to put a werewolf in an asylum. Like, yeah, that well, it's, and also questioning the the validity of asylums and how no, efficient they yeah. are. Oh yeah, because it's like the man. And if we look at it outside of like the werewolf part of it, he clearly has some kind of PTSD from the from experience. This yes. Like the there's a scene at the at the fair. They go to the fair, and there's the shooting, the, like the penny a shooting, shooting gallery. gallery. And uh, a little air rifle. Jenny and then Jenny's fiance 
was name Andrew? I think his name Gwyn was. and Gwyn. Gwyn and I think his name was Andrew or his last name yeah, something like that. Yeah, but he was like the groundskeeper. He was the groundskeeper like for yeah. the, uh, the for the Talbot estate. Yeah, and they're like shooting at the the Penny Arcade, you know. Mm-hmm. And a wolf There's pops pop up. pop-up animals, and a wolf pops up. Right, and Larry just can't... Can't do it. Can't do it. He can't shoot the wolf. He even, like, in that scene in particular, like, the look on his face He almost went cries. From, yeah, it goes from being like, oh, okay, he was having like, we're fun, having a little bit of fun here, to... Competing for the girl. I'm gonna break yeah. down right now. Like, I'm about to break down. <laughs> and asshole Andrew goes, just shoot it before it bites you. I'm like, yeah, dig move, Andrew. Yeah, what an ass. Way to look like a piece of shit in front of your fiance. Right. And then, and then he shoots it instead because Larry can't do it. And says, see, nothing to it. And Larry's like, well, I, I, I guess you won. Uh, I gotta like, be we'll going. we'll go again. And, he, and Larry's like, no, no, I don't want to. And yeah. walks you away. You won, bye. And, I, and as much as it's weird that it happens like this, it's almost like that sets Gwen into liking Larry more right because mm-hmm. well Andy I mean honestly who, who wouldn't I mean right. if you saw your significant other turn around and treat somebody like <laughs> like as right. far like as that. you know let me insult your mental state right yeah, now like, as far as you know this guy got attacked by a wolf and he's still bothered by it and your fiance is like huh, let me shoot the wolf and make a joke yeah let me let me make fun of your uh, your struggle right now yeah well and even if you take into consideration the fact that like it was Gwen's friend that mm-hmm. was killed by said wolf. Right. Yeah. That, even so, that is not cool to joke about. That was two days ago. That's even offensive towards Gwen at that point. So yeah. I mean, it's like, bro, you're it's just, just you're just checking off every box. And like, it's, it's it's even to the point where it's like they were both there when uh, Gwen uh, when, Jenny when Jenny was killed was killed. So it's like, I don't know. It's fresh. I mean, yeah. It's not and something to joke this about. takes place in the same place that Jenny was killed. It was by the camp mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and they are at the camp playing this shooting gallery game they're at yep. the the on a fair right yeah. because the of romani, I mean. the the romani fair is in celebration of the death of baylor because they don't look at death the way that oh, we do which is which uh his mother baylor's mother has an argument with the priest about yes where the priest is like we, we can't have a pagan ceremony and we we have to bury him like a Christian, but and she's like, why does it matter? Like right. we have our traditions, and, and we've been doing this for thousands of years, and we're not going to stop now. She's like, I well, can't she stop. She even the party. argued. She argued his point for him. She she made the point that his soul is no longer here. According to you, he's in a better world. Right. So why why do we need your ceremony? Exactly. Right. And that, I thought that was actually very funny because every argumentative person I've seen in the world always talks about arguing the other side's point for them. Right. And she just straight up said it to him. Like, yeah. this is what you think goes on. Then so stop why, fighting. So why, yeah. why do you have a problem? Like, yeah, we're all Gucci here, right? Like, right? So let us have our party. You have yours. Exactly. She had a very interesting relationship with Larry as well. Yes. Yep. She, it, she was it, very it attached like to him. As soon as she lost her son and her son gave this curse to Larry... She felt responsible now to take care of Larry yep. and his situation, which she immediately takes up the responsibility of. Yes. I mean, she doesn't even hesitate. She yes. gives him an ambulance and says, it'll protect you from the werewolf. And Larry, being a dumbass, immediately gives it away gives to Gwen. <laughs> yeah, because he's being flirty, and he's like, it'll protect you. Well, I, I still me. don't think he really, truly believed it quite yet. He yeah, was still yeah, kind of still coming to terms with it. 
Right, right. And well, that was the night that he went and freaking killed the grave digger. Right. right. That was soon, for, <laughs> soon after he gave away that amulet, he turned into a werewolf for the first time and killed a grave digger. No, it was also a really good shot where it follows the wolf footprints, like yes. all yeah. the way to up to the, the window, who, which who is his bed. Uh, is kind of a cliche because I've seen it in other things, but it, yeah. they, they did it very well. They did. You you've got these these wolf prints through Larry's bedroom mm-hmm. up to the bed where Larry is there barefoot and asleep and disheveled. Yeah. And uh, you and know, then, then when they pan out the window <laughs> and see the the policeman following these footprints, after the town has woken up and found the dead grave digger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With his throat ripped out. And this is about the time when we really see the big spiral start to take. Oh place. yeah, yeah. Like, once he once he sees the footprints, that really sends him over the edge. Like he, yeah, I mean it would be so confusing at that point. You're being told all these things, and now there's somebody's dead, and and they they do uh, introduce the idea of mass hypnotism and suggestion to the doctor says like well. You know, he's in this town. People are scared about a werewolf. And he's, and he's hearing all these terrifying things that he's never heard before. And there's and been two murders. If like, it's like any other trope, he doesn't remember anything from the night prior. Like, right. Yeah. It kind of it does seem like, because he says when he gets stuck in the trap, he says, I'm in the trap and I don't, don't, don't remember where I was, yeah. Yeah. how I got here. And he kind of wakes up in bed and is like looking around because last he thought he was at the fair. Right. Just that alone, waking up in places you don't know would be terrifying by itself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that would... It's like you never had a history of doing this before and now you come home. And suddenly home you come home and, and... Boom, you're like up and about and, and occasionally, like you know, nowadays, sometimes that does happen to people. Like exactly. when you move to a new home, it happens. But like back then, if that happened and you had no recollection, like mm-hmm. you were like you were insane. a crazy person. Yeah. Quote yeah. unquote. Air quotes. I, I did and air quotes. We, Don't worry. <laughs> and honestly, the way his dad acted, because they're rich, if his dad had like a country home, he'd be like, oh, he just needs to get the country air. Right. Which, I, honestly, if we're looking at this outside of the supernatural portion, that that would have actually been really good for Larry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if it had not been a supernatural ailment, it yeah. may have helped. It would have helped getting out of the situation, not being around what's traumatizing you. Right. And just Go out, get some fresh air, getting, getting some that, peace. I mean, it's the cliche, and it's kind of like, like almost, uh, you know, the, the quack doctor. It's almost a joke, yeah. You know, of, oh, just to go to the country. That'll solve your polio. Go outside, touch some grass, you know. Yeah, exactly. Rub but, some dirt in it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly, but it, it really would help poor Larry. And you, that is, the crux of it is just poor Larry. I know, it's, it's, it is a tragic story. It, yep. He, you feel, you, I mean, you start, like, you're like, what are you doing? You're macking on this chick. Is, yeah, this engaged she's woman. She's engaged, and, I think, you know, you're trying to be a little playboy, and then, Oof. And then it bites him in the ass, right? Almost literally, <laughs> it bites him in the chest. Yeah. I think the most comparable story to this one would probably—I mean, I've never watched the movie, but I do know even the age it's been made in, and the fact that it was black and white, and how much people love it—it it would be Frankenstein. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, hundred percent. Didn't yep. ask to be created, yep. but now well, you're this monster. And not even just that, but if we're gonna relay into that even more, like to to lay in it even more, there's the idea of like the father and son relationship of the mm-hmm. one who, you know, you created and then they leave and now they're back. And how do you um how do you care for this how do you care for someone that you haven't seen for X number of years? Yep. And then ultimately in, in this movie's case, 
I mean, to then kill your creation. Yep. Yeah. I mean... Which kind of is a similar theme in a, yeah. a lot and of the a lot of movies, monsters. Uh, monster movies from that age. To kill yeah. your child. Yeah, or, or the thing that you created. It's, yeah. Um, so, it, <laughs> it's just... Quality movie. Yeah. Quality I mean, movie. I'm stuttering because it's, it's like the the gears are trying to turn of like... What there's, else do there, I say There's so it? much in this short time, and it's, it's not dense in a bad way. No. No. But you can analyze this movie a I lot. Mean, we, yes. Absolutely, like, we absolutely We can go into have. a whole other analysis about if you just took away the supernatural element which, itself. Which we've been talking like, about the movie for almost as long as the movie is. Yes. Yes. And, and I feel like we, go on for we a lot have longer. more to say. We but do, we but we don't know how to say it. I mean, just we could analyze frame by frame. This we movie. we could we could just slow it down frame by frame, and just go through it like with a fine tooth comb. But really, that's but not the not point necessary. of this podcast. <laughs> no, it's not necessary. No, though. it's just excellent. Um, just to polish my notes off here, I wrote down a joke somebody made. I think it was you. Oh, uh, Caleb. I, it was uh, Santa Claus made the werewolves. Nope, that was John. That was John that said that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. It was uh, we were we were talking about. Um, I'll take it though. If you the, the, <laughs> the weird explanation they had for werewolves. Yeah. And you know the pentagram and the. the oh, it was the it pentagram, and he said fight. any animal could have made that scar. Right, any animal, and I was like, yeah, it was it was probably Santa Claus or something. <laughs> any animal could leave a scar shaped like, like a, a star. star. I mean, come on. The star-nosed mole, noticeably violent. <laughs> what? You know, uh, thousands of people are killed by star-nosed moles every year. <laughs> every year. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. <laughs> All right, I think we're uh, we've come to our end segments. Our first end segment is our game of higher and lower. Yes. So I will be looking at the Rotten Tomatoes audience score and ask you to give me a number, and well, I'll tell you higher and lower. So let me pull up The Wolfman. I like how the first thing I, I put in uh, brings up The Batman, the movie that's not out yet. <laughs> I'm oh, excited yeah. to I see forgot. that one, though. I do want to see that one, too. Ooh, this will be interesting. All right. Uh, you know what? We'll go around. So we'll we start, start with, yeah, yeah, we'll start with John. Uh, yeah, I always go last anyway. Um, so I would, I would rate this movie pretty highly. Uh, and I think that most of the people that would see it would rate it pretty highly. I'd give it probably like an 80. Okay. I well, feel like it's dis, dis, disappointingly you, low. Uh, you know what, John? You pulled a Xander. Really? It's exactly 80%. That was what yeah. it was going to be with 80. Well done. Well done. One point for you, John. Hell yeah. Uh, so you're, too. Yeah, I know, right? I just decided to do this. <laughs> I just decided to do this. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. Where the rules are made up and the points don't, don't matter. matter. There you go. So you and Xander are tied. <laughs> yeah. That one got her. Because I know the reference. Yeah. I, I should hope so. Oh, uh, well, uh, you can't win this next segment because it's about opinion. So It's subjective. Oh, it's, it's a subjective. So normally I would ask... Uh, my guests, if they're going to throw their tomatoes or if they're going to keep them in their pocket. Well, we're talking about pumpkins today. And it's kind of hard to throw pumpkins. So I'm going to ask... Them in your pocket. Well, they we're have smashing baby pumpkins. pumpkins. That's true. Are we smashing pumpkins or leaving them whole? Well, I was saying, uh, are you going to punch your pumpkin <laughs> or are you going to put it on your front porch? Uh, 
Yep. Um, I would put mine on the front porch. I I would. I liked the movie. It was good. Good. Ray. I will be keeping my pumpkin and making it into a beautiful little jack o' lantern. Jack o' lantern. Jack o' lantern. Uh, yeah. And putting it on my front porch. John. I'll carve a little picture. Lon Chaney Jr. into mine and put it on the front porch. Absolutely. Not, not twig, twig. Twiddles? Twiddles. Not a good old twiddles. <laughs> not twiddles? You, you wouldn't carve twiddles? This is twiddles erasure. I'll I, can't, I won't stand for it. <laughs> I was about to say, we stand twiddles in this house. I'll not only do we stand Dr. Doom, we stand twiddles here. Dr. Doom, hell yeah. Underrated villain, and we'll talk about it another time. We eventually. <laughs> when we get the dumb again. Van Forstick movie. Oh, God. Well, uh, for me, guys, I'm in full agreement here. Uh, I think, actually, I'm going to carve a nice full moon on my pumpkin and put it on my front porch. This is the textbook definition of classic cinema. You're just going to cut a whole, a big hole in your pumpkin? No, like a little... Like <laughs> a I'll, put, I'll put a wolf silhouette. Oh, there you go, okay. No, I'm just not going to... No, I'm just going to put a giant hole in the pumpkin. <laughs> in the middle of a pumpkin. It's just going to be a circle. It's where you curate it <laughs> for your pumpkin Make it pie. into a nice pumpkin pie, yes. Yum. <laughs> Yum. But... This is classic cinema. Um, if you're if you like the werewolf movies, definitely check it out. You probably already saw it. If you if you can if, appreciate a classic and very charming movie, mm-hmm. this is this is one. I mean, this is up there. Honestly, this is one of the first like what would be considered classic movies that I've watched and enjoyed. Um, I think. The only other one that I've watched and it's only been bits and pieces of, so I don't know the full like movie and I enjoyed the analysis more which made me like the movie as well mm-hmm. but um was dracula yeah, yeah the um, original dracula i didn't finish it and didn't really like care for it as much but i feel like it, after watching this one going back and watching something like that would be a lot easier mm-hmm. right you'd be able to analyze it a little and deeper analyze and... it deeper than that yeah yeah all right, so uh, this is like this is a first for this podcast. Actually, I'm sitting on a couch with people who have things to plug. <laughs> Woo! Uh, you okay? Plug away. All right. Um, I am a Twitch streamer. I stream on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. Wednesdays I stream with John over on the other side over there. That's me. Um, and you can find both of us on Twitch together sometimes. Yeah. So. Uh, and that's uh, what's how can they what's find you link? specifically? What's oh, your link? My link. Oh, that's rough. Twitch TV dot um, it's Twitch TV slash C C A K E X X. It's just cake with like two X's at the end. It's cake with an extra C at the start and yes. two X's, X's at the, at the end. end. It's complicated. I'm sorry. That's that's all I can say. <laughs> Rachel. So you can find me on Twitch as well um, at Sleepy Sweet Flower. Um, and I don't have a schedule because I'm not established streamer. I don't game well, but I enjoy doing it. <laughs> <laughs> She's got good advertising. Uh, if, if you've heard one of these episodes before, you've probably heard mine. It's twitch.tv slash the Beatlesaurus. Uh, I stream video games just like the other two. Monday, Wednesday, Saturday is my usual schedule, but every now and then I'll sprinkle something extra in there or change it around. But you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at the same name. Yep. And he did the uh, lovely art for our Halloween episodes. Ah, uh, yes. He does commissions. You should do that, too. You've got <laughs> Thank plugs, you. Thank man. you for Come the plug, Yeah, absolutely, man. 
So uh, follow the Instagram for Beetlesaurus if you want if you want art for you. It's yeah. really good. Like, I appreciate it's it. It's phenomenal. Always art. good. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ChoNinja21. That is C-H-O-Ninja2 and 1. You can also find this podcast on Twitter at Tomatoes Podcast. Uh, you can find this podcast specifically wherever you can listen to podcasts, including uh, wherever Apple. you're listening to it now. <laughs> yeah, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play. I think we're also on Amazon and maybe iHeartRadio. It's weird. I'm on a bunch of places that I don't know why or how, but I'll take it. But they got there. <laughs> Heck yeah. That's all that matters. That's all that matters, man. If you like this uh, podcast and you want to help us out, please uh, subscribe and leave a review. Give us five stars. It just helps us to uh, overcome the algorithm. And to, yeah. Ooh, algorithm. All right. um, I think it's time we go back to our normal list, unfortunately. Uh, Ray, do you want to choose our movie? Okie dokie. Okay. Um, you know it'd actually help if I pulled the list up. <laughs> Maybe. Or we could roll a random number and come up with a movie ourselves. That, where's the fun in that? The fun is watching a movie we want to watch. That's, uh, not the podcast, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> They're here for the torture in our voices. Correct. Or the excitement, if last movie was any indication. Uh, okay, so set the minimum to... 1929 and the maximum to uh 2020 1973 1973 yeah it's uh i'm not holding my breath it it could be a crapshoot okay how many we got in 1973 just 25 so 1 to 25 there's a lot of good ones in here 18 18 is Oh, that's an interesting one. 18 is Live and Let Die, the James Bond movie. Oh, yes! Hell yeah. All right. I have not seen any of the old James Bond movies. Me neither, actually. So tune in next time for Live and Let Die, the James Bond classic, right here on Throwing Tomatoes.